Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner. That guy right there is Hal Edward Runkle. Hal. Yo. How are you? I'm doing just fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. Yes. Okay, not fine I'm or dandy. Fine and... Fine and dandy. Dandy. Don't know what dandy means. You don't know what dandy? <laughs> Can anybody define <laughs> dandy? I'm sure someone out there with a dictionary... Could do that. Now, does someone ever use the word dandy without fine and between, <laughs> before it? They say, I'm How are you doing, doing dandy. Dandy. Uh, I'm just dandy. Uh, yeah, I, I guess think so. They, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. You know, uh, we have not uh, had a chance to talk to our listener. Yes, uh, <laughs> the, the one who's waiting with bated breath. <laughs> Whoever that is out there. Yeah. We've not had a chance to address our listener in, in the new year. No, and in quite some time. We've had a bit of that's a break. Right. We did. We uh, we had a little technical well, let's difficulty. let's be honest about yeah, it. That's, yes. I had some yes. technical difficulties with the uh, podcast that was supposed to come out on New Year's Eve. So I'm sure that's why... Uh, you waited up for us, and you yes. you, you kept and checking the website feverishly over and, and over again, and and it was totally my fault. Yes, and part of it was I was sick. You know, I was just I don't know if you remember we recorded and I had the big deep Barry White you did. voice, and you it, did it, it was, was awful. It was magical. But here we are in the new year. It's 2014. Yes, it is. And uh, 2014. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now you went to. Um, you went to Texas and did all that stuff over the holidays, right? Yeah, did, did the home and how was town that? trek? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah it was you great trip. Time. Great trip. Saw lots and lots of family. Saw friends. Did the Christmas thing with family. It was great. Okay, yeah, yeah it was great. It was a little. It was a little trying and challenging um, with my knee. Yeah, if, uh, our Those listener who've been playing at home. Yes, our yeah. listener probably remembers <laughs> that I had uh, uh, ACL and meniscus reconstruction surgery back early December. So I was on a plane two and a half weeks after surgery, but and that was so challenging. But and you, you did you you rode in the I, I saw did you tweet it or you put it on you're not on Twitter anymore mm-hmm. you, you put it on the Facebook. That you rode in the uh, yes, cart? I did, the beeping cart, man. <laughs> oh. I rode in the beeping cart, the, and I am not does, cussing. It's actually a beeping uh, cart, yes. The beeping oh, never it's one stops. Of, it's one of the most annoying noises. You know, when you're in an airport, in a busy airport, oh, and you're trying to, you know, beep, 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 excuse me, excuse me, right? It's just so annoying. Well, that, but then this Could guy. you imagine driving that thing And that's all day? what I had to ask him. So oh. I'm sitting in the front with this guy, right? It's the first time I've ever ridden. My whole family's sure. riding in because we, our flight was at the way end. And so you, you, for those of you who don't know, the Atlanta airport's the busiest airport in the world. Yes. And so. Uh, is it the world? Yeah, or is oh, it, by far. Yeah, okay. All right. I knew it was 90, America. No, 96 okay. million passengers a year. It's unbelievable. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's okay. the busiest airport in the world. And so, and I know it because I fly far too much. I yeah. know it in the back of my hand. And so I knew, oh, okay, that's a half mile walk. Well, that's Ooh. that's going to be challenging. So we got yeah, on sure. the thing and we're driving. So I had to ask this guy. So, dude, seriously, what's it like? Mm. He's like, man, I can't shut it off. Oh, really? You go home, you can't. Oh, he said, it was so funny. He's a little older than middle aged. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, I'm even, even when I go home and. Get with my lady friend. <laughs> I just, I can't, I 
can't turn it off. <laughs> when I get with my lady That's friend. That's what he said. When I get my lady friend, it's still in there, man. He's been driving it. He said, I've been driving it eight months, and they say I'll get past it, but man, yeah. I just can't shut it off. I'm like, oh, that's that's suicidal that's right there, man. Yeah, is like, that noise? You wonder on, on jobs like that, like, is that the low man on the totem pole yes. job, or do you work your way up to that? I can't. Oh, some jobs are worse than others. That's true. That's true. Man. Now, uh, uh, do you do you do the New Year's resolutions stuff? No. No, you don't do the resolutions. No, are, I do you know. a New Year's theme. So, what's your theme? Or a New this Year's year? thought? Do you have a theme this year? You know, I do. A, a couple of years ago, I came up with a good one because I try and think of okay, what's a theme that would impact. Most other areas of my life. Now, do you, do you try to make them rhyme or something? No. Okay. Because this, like, we're in the worst time for those things. Because everything has to end with teen. You know, everybody. So, you what, know, because of twenty fourteen. Because fourteen, thirteen, yes. fifteen. You know, yes. so yes. So got, finding them to rhyme. Do that you would be rhyme? Is that what you do? No, I don't. No, do but you set goals, don't you? I, yeah, that's a that's a difference. I I actually I try to find problems. Mm-hmm. That I want to solve. Mm. Like this was a big thing for me because my dad, it was kind of uh, my dad's reputation. My dad's a pastor, has been for fifty years, and my dad's reputation is that he's a very good administrator. Gotcha. So, uh, but but a lot of his background is from that kind of eighties corporate goal setting. Exactly. Yes. Write them down and right. share them with somebody, and that's sure. accountability. And market and, and what? Yeah, gets, exactly. What gets measured gets managed. That's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's all that. of those little phrases. And, all of which has some great truth. That's in right. It. And, yeah, uh, and helpful and a lot for of a Dale lot of Carnegie folks. And, oh, wait, you know, going way back. Yeah, yeah Norm Vincent Peale yeah, okay. and all that kind of stuff sure. was, uh, and John Maxwell, yes. you know, kind of He's carries on in that line and that tradition. Tony Robbins, you know. Yeah. So that that's kind of my dad's bread and butter. So growing up, my dad would just always challenge me to come up with some goals and write, yeah, them, down write them down and, the and come up with an actionable plan. Now, did and, he do that with your sports? Like, do you have a goal for this baseball season? No. 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 He didn't no. care my much about not sport. That, yeah, he was not, not that involved not that concerned in sports. In Interesting. That. Yeah. Okay. But he did it to but with other one, things. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Grades Re- reading or... books or grades oh, okay. or yeah, those All kinds right. of things. And he he was okay with me doing it. He would just he, like he wouldn't volunteer that. Now, do you have something with your sports or this right, baseball right, season right. or But if he asked you season? general goals for the year, yeah. could, would you say I want to bat 500 or something like that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I want to make varsity. I yeah. want to, you know, whatever. So I might but but it was always write it down. Put it somewhere where you see it every day. All you know, right. put it on the mirror or right. on the dashboard or something like that. And uh, and so, and it never worked for me. Hmm. And I thought that there was some deficiency in me, or that I was not CEO material. I was not cut out to be an executive or a leader because I that just didn't resonate with yeah. me. And it took me a long time to figure out. I think there are there are goal setters mm-hmm. and there are problem solvers, hmm. and it, it's a paradigm thing. And for me, setting a goal and then trying to reach that goal was not the same as addressing a problem. Figuring out the solution to the problem was always much more interesting to just the way I'm kind of wired up. Gotcha. And so if I could begin to see things, you know, whether it's weight or the absence of something is a problem, and so I'm going to address that problem, that that totally... Spoke to you more. Yeah, just for whatever reason, it resonates more deeply with me. And that's what you still do. Yep, so I try to... Problems to solve. Yes. All righty. So there you go. There you so go. rather than then, say, so I'm going to read 40 books, this year um, I, I feel like 
I have not been reading in, enough fiction. Mm. So, so uh, one of my New Year's resolutions, I suppose that you would call it, is uh, uh, I want to read more fiction. Okay. You know. All right. So that's, All right. that's one. But you're not setting, uh, you know, five fiction books no, for the no, year. No, no, no. You're not going to put a no. goal number on that. All right. And we'll yeah, see. People do it lots of different ways. You know, it's all, it's so funny. Um, there's just a, a rhythm. I, I saw, you know, you see these little memes on internet about yeah. uh, a picture of a deserted a desert land, and this is the gym on December 31st, uh, and yeah. then you see oh, the goodness. jungle <laughs> teeming with animals, and yeah, this yeah, is yeah. January I, 1st. I, we're in that phase right now. Right. I haven't been in the last few days because it's been oh, it's really cold. It's oh, well, yes. So it's ridiculous. brutally cold. I've just been yes. staying home. Of course, we, we went, uh, my family went yeah. skiing over so the weekend. So you've been and, cold. So, um, uh, but I am sure the gym right now, oh, there's no parking. It's packed. You can't, you can't even find a place to park. It's packed. But not for long. Yeah, come back in a not few weeks. Not for long. That's the thing. There's actually um, uh, there's a, a research firm in England mm-hmm. who does all this. Um, uh, they get all these different factors, contributing factors together. Yeah, and they figure out a misery index, index of the, what's the most worst day of the year. It's and like, it's it's like February twelfth or tenth. It's somewhere in that something like that. Because and it, it is a. Uh, uh, because your bills from Christmas right, exactly. have arrived, and because by then you have given up on your New, New Year's, Year's resolutions, <laughs> you're already back eating pie. Yeah, that yep. uh, the, that elliptical machine has now become a clothing rack. Yes, exactly. In, <laughs> in your bedroom, and uh, uh, the sunlight hours are and the shorter, cold and all and, yeah. of that. So all all of those things come together to factor towards. Well, when I did full time therapy. When I used oh, to yeah, their yeah, full time yeah. therapy practice, by far the biggest uptick in new clients was about the third week in January. Really, third week, and you would plan for it. Uh, so it, it... I wouldn't travel during that time. <laughs> you know, this is this is make hay time right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, because it was like clockwork now, every time. Was it? Did did a lot of that have to do with failed resolutions? Yep. Or yeah, uh, and and you just spent time with family, and it oh, resurrected, it bra- brought lots up all of, stuff. of those. Yes. Uh, yeah, just sort of stirred up all the stuff that settled to the bottom. And the New Year thing is, it it just it's a marker that kind of wakes people up to you know what my life's not as I want it to be. My life is not the way I want it to be. That's what kind of the New Year thing kind of does for most people. Yeah. It's just say, you know what? And that's why we make a resolution. It's a change, a promise to change. It's it's a, at least something to uh, ignite some more intentional effort mm-hmm. towards becoming the person I want to be. Okay. And now, uh, as a therapist, mm. um, and this is fascinating because as a pastor... Uh, generally speaking, uh, you don't get that big a bump New Year. Hmm. At least that that's not been my experience. Interesting. You get the bump um, New School Year. Yeah. That's when people go back to church when their kids go back to school. Gotcha. But in January, I, you, we, you I never saw it. that. Yeah. Interesting. No, I, I always got a big uptick in uh, clients. Huh. Yeah. And even though I don't, I don't hardly do, I don't do much therapy now, um, I will... Hear get, from I'll yeah. hear from old clients. I will get some new stuff come trickling in. It just it's the way it is. Now, you know? what do you suppose that it, now? So it's obviously it's a time where we all kind of reflect. Yes, we do reflect. You know, we just and then came we try to project. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, that's one way to talk about it. We try to and and look of and and but also you're you're doing this in your business, right? You're yeah. making pro formas for what the budget's yeah, going to look like. A lot of folks fiscal year ends on the thirty first, thirty first, right? And that's when tax year ends, and so you're doing a yeah. lot of things. How much money did we make? And people are starting to get their W two. Absolutely. Their oh my gosh, I, I spent all this past weekend going through. I'm a nut though. I, I can tell you where every dime I've spent since two thousand one. Really? Yeah, on my Quicken file. Every wow. single dime. And I compare years here and there. Yeah, right? I have friends to, like that. Oh, you know, man. keep ledgers oh, and all that. Oh, man, yeah. it's a detailed, detailed, wow. you know. And, and it helps us make decisions and... And still, you know, you look at it and cry and wonder where <laughs> now, all your What money kind of went. decisions does that help you make? Oh, it just says what areas do we need to concentrate more on? And maybe this is a New Year's resolution thing. I don't think of it uh, that way, yeah. but it, but it's just looking at your finances is in my in my estimation, it's the same thing as stepping on a scale. Okay. Get, yeah. Uh, uh, you, it it, it invites just... some objective reality. I thought I was doing well. This is not measuring my waist to hip ratio, right? <laughs> that is the thing about money is yes. for some reason for for people for for a lot of people it's a mystery. Absolutely. Like it's this big foggy fuzzy misery, you know, mystery. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, funny both, Freudian yeah. thing. But uh it doesn't have to be. Like it should be a pretty simple I know how it, I know how much comes in. Right. I could easily track how much goes out and where it all goes. There is no mystery in that. Right. I don't so for a lot of people they get so squeamish about money. Oh, absolutely. Most people do. But because it's an uncomfortable relationship and and it it basically comes down to what you were taught and what you grew up in. We've taught, talked about so much on this podcast about how as you say it, you know, parents create what is normal for you yeah. and if if money wasn't talked about then you're not going to talk about it. You're not going to think about it. You're going to wonder about it. It's a you mystery. Were the, you were the first guy, I think, like 10 or 11 years ago that, that I knew who's a peer who talked about money that way. Hmm. I think the the rich dad, poor dad stuff was going around at yeah. the time, you know? Yeah. And uh, the idea that there are things rich dads teach their kids right. that poor dads don't necessarily. Yeah. Right and uh, and that there's a, a way of looking at money, absolutely that, that that separates people and it helps change me dramatically just because. But what I hated though is, is and it still feels like this that I'm still kind of fumbling through because I was not taught by my father. Mm, yeah, right. I was not taught by my mother. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I wasn't, wasn't either. I, there, I wasn't guided along the way. Here's how you think about it. You know, I wasn't given stuff to think about or read or, you know, like we, the, there's a great book called The Richest Man in Babylon, and mm-hmm. it's this fable, right? But it's based on the idea that you pay yourself first. That yeah. Every, every dollar that comes in, 10 cents goes to savings first. Yeah. Just do it. And get in the habit when you're young, you'll be amazed. Well, we started doing that, and then uh, so we've talked to our kids about that, and we've got accounts for them to set up, and that's how they do it. We just always get them in habits now when it's a lot easier because you don't you don't you're not facing a mortgage. Yeah, we um, somebody when I first when Jill and I first got married, somebody gave us a copy of this book by Alton Howard, mm-hmm. uh, and the book was called Money Grows on Trees, mm. and uh, and it was a similar thing. It was. Uh, an 80, 20, 80, 10, 10. Giving Ooh. and saving. Yeah, so yeah. give 10% away. Right. 
And of course, Alton Howard was big in the church, right? And so he was, you know, always talking about tithing or giving your money to the church. Sure. But he, he, even in the book, he says, if you don't go to church, find a charity. Absolutely. Find, you know, just give money away. Yeah. Give ten percent of your money away. Put ten percent in a savings account, and then force yourself to live on that eighty. And if you can start when you're fourteen, and that's the thing, I never, know? I had never heard that, never until I was married, never. and somebody gave me a copy of that book. And I thought, why didn't anybody ever tell me something this? as simple as yeah. that? And I, since I started doing that, was probably my wife and I probably started doing that two thousand, I don't know, four or something yeah. like that. That is when we really started the ten percent thing. Well, we do it in our companies too. Yeah, ten percent of every profit, ten percent of every dollar that's actually profit minus cost of goods sold goes into a savings account. And yeah. there's been times every you know small business has this, especially two thousand eight. Oh, fund? where, where yeah, are we? Where sure. we had to in order to pay ourselves, you know, because yeah. of lean times way back when. And and uh, there may be times like that in the future, but mm-hmm. it's just a it's a it's a practice, you know. It's a practice. Just do it. Just do it. But I will tell you that one of the things about to you know. New Year reflection, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you can have a positive enough, a positive enough attitude that when you look at your finances, for instance, or your workout habits, or your weight, weight yeah. the stuff that typically people look at, or your church going habits, or your reading habits, or you know some of the well, things. Yeah, yeah. It's so so easy to invite shame. Yeah. So easy. shame is this kind of specter that just hovers over yes. a lot of people. I, I know a lot of people who came from religious backgrounds, especially oh feel this. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, and the, kind of the more conservative you your background is, the more well, this and it's shame the, and also hovers. the Jewish and Catholic yeah. guilt. Oh you know, there's hovering yeah, over you, sure. but, but this shame is covering you. And when and that's the thing that actually clouds you from wanting to look intentionally at your finances, yeah. right? Oh, and, it, and I faced it. You know, this weekend I told you this weekend I've been doing it. All weekend. Well, I didn't tell you my New Year's theme for this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. My so New Year's theme for the year. And you're going to laugh at this one. Okay. Okay? Because <laughs> you've told me something <laughs> oh, that, that's actually prompted this. Okay. And I got to tell you, I've been struggling with it. I, it really struggling with it. But my theme is smile. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're laughing because you informed me one time during a staff meeting. Right when you just yeah. you texted me something about you just look angry or something, you know, and you told me I don't have a good resting face. You don't have a pleasant resting yes. face, right? Yeah, which is interesting because <laughs> you've seen me in a counseling or session, and you yeah. said in that face you have a great you're resting very face. Yes, exactly. And you're engaged, but boy, yeah. In a business meeting, you don't have a good resting face, right? And yeah. so, like, like this morning, I was getting up, and now obviously I'm in pain. I'm limping. Right, Nighttime is much worse than, and so in the morning. But I had a terrible night last night, uh, wrestling with the knee pain, whatever. Yeah. And my wife, I was thinking some very positive thoughts about her. I was thinking about a trip we had where we made a difference into people's lives. We went to Russia and spoke. That's what I'm honestly right. thinking about while I'm making my coffee. And my wife is like, why are you so ticked off at me? Oh, my word. Like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Russia and how we, well, you look hit. Like you're just yeah, angry. You're just yeah. angry, right? And my son has told me that. And so, uh, so that's my theme is smile. Okay. Right? Work on your resting face. Just And, and it's not even literal like that. Right. right but it's just I, an I know, attitude right. of smile. Smile. Right? And 
maybe that invokes gratitude. Maybe that invokes uh, uh, well thinking about how I'm coming across to others yeah. and thinking about others. It just I liked it. It just came to me. But now that I'm uh, I'm trying to remember that when I'm going through the finances stuff. Oh yeah, you know, and I look back and I compare year to year. And I will tell well, you, wasn't it, your friend uh, 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 Dave Marker? Yeah, has this great quote about paying taxes. Oh, sure, sure. Hey, look, when I he said, I always want to write a big tax bill, man, because that means, I, means yeah, I made a lot of money. It means I had a good year, yeah. right? But it's difficult if you don't plan for it. Yeah, which I didn't two oh, year, a year and a half yeah, ago. And yeah, it was brutal. And so I was seeing that and my lack of planning for that. I was also seeing that we did not give as much as we thought we did. Mm, yeah, right. But we gave more than the previous year. Oh, which is great. That's moving in the right direction. Which is great in terms of percentage points. Sure, yeah. We actually gave more both in terms of money total and percentage points, so that was good. But we're still not, I will be honest, we're still not up to 10%. Yeah. Close. And that's. I think that's something to remind people, because we get kind of rigid about okay. our numbers. Yeah, good And you, you had mentioned earlier, you know... You're not gonna limit, you know, put put a number on how many fiction books sure. that I read this right. year. I'm gonna read five every, you know, or for every one or something like right. that. I because numbers can kind of mess with you. Yeah. And and if you set, and that's the problem for me with goals. Okay. Is once I when I put that number out there, I become obsessive. My OCD tendencies kick in. So if I don't get it, I'm miserable. I, even I though, fa- and I will make everybody around me miserable. Right. Even though I've made progress. Yep. But still, so I I do try to measure more in terms of progress. Pick a number. Sure. But then, like, give yourself some grace about that number. It's the hardest thing, and I will. Uh, one of the things that helped me with this smile book is I read. You know, Kindle does these singles now, these little ebooks or whatever that yeah, sell for. That's the one technology I haven't jumped to. One dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine, whatever. And yeah. you don't have to have a Kindle; you can just have a oh, Kindle okay. reader on your computer. Okay, right? Any computer, and it's free, mm-hmm. uh, or your iPad or your phone or anything. Right, I've got I'll it. be right back. Yes, exactly. It's very, very easy. <laughs> but they sell these things, and it's a it's a total breakthrough in. Because you're not going through a traditional publisher, but it's these little 30-page books, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one that's selling like gangbusters, whatever. And so I got it. And it's kind of cheesy self-help stuff, but it's interesting. And what, It's written, what it? written by an entrepreneur in um, in Palo Alto. He's started several okay. companies. He's, you know, uh, tons of money, started mm-hmm. company, and yet he's finding himself in suicidal depression. And he nice. got a key. He just said, what if I loved myself as if my life depended on it? Love yourself as if your life depended. What if I loved myself as if I was clinging the side of a cliff? Wow. And work that hard. That's how much I'm going to love myself. Wow. But it's not a self-indulgent love. No, yeah, right? yeah. That's the but thing. It's like the... if it's an authentic love. Yes. A and love it... that confronts when, yes. when that's necessary. Absolutely. But it's one that beats back the shame Yeah. when it comes up. And that's what I've been trying to smile <laughs> while I'm looking at... Right, I thought I was going to do better in that category, and I didn't. Uh, yeah, that, hmm. right. We didn't do better in the savings category, and we because of the previous year, we messed up on the tax planning. We had to dip so much yeah. into savings to pay for last year's taxes, right? And and and, and now you got a kid looking at college, and, and, oh, and uh, you are adding, not kidding, man. Adding the boy to the insurance, yeah, soon, right? We, yeah, that's a, yeah. This past year, my dad and my daughter and car insurance tripled immediately, and wow. yeah, and so smile. Just smile, smile while I can do it. Smile while I look at my body. Yeah? Yeah. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, and it's been really hard. Don't, do not have any type of leg surgery 
before the holidays. Because you put on the, that you weight plan, naturally anyway. Exactly. You're eating so many carbs and sugars yes. and all that kind of stuff. But you have no way of working it off. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes, because you're sitting in a chair all day t- for five weeks. I tell you, uh, yeah. putting on ski pants. Oh. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, these are a little, you know what? And and I actually said, said, you know what? I could wear these. (laughs) I could. I could. But um, Uh a a size larger would probably be more comfortable. If I have to wear these, I could. Yes, but I would go too fast down the mountain (laughs) with that type of sheer. Well, you know, know, I don't want to cause all the women around me Uh to, uh, you know. Yes. Uh, a gift to your family and to the community <laughs> is for you to squeeze your fat A in some better fitting pants. What a generous soul. Yes. You I, live to give. That's right. I'm, just, I'm thinking of everybody else. Uh huh. <laughs> now, I did. Uh, are you a skiing family? We were. You, yeah, well, now mm, obviously my back you can't. and my ACL gone, and so the kids are like, "We want to go skiing again." It's like, "Oh, why don't you pay for it yourself?" Because <laughs> you I'm going with the Turners. <laughs> yeah, because I ain't, ain't going. I ain't flying to Utah to watch you ski. Ain't now, this happening. This was the the first time that we went, right. and well, now I mean, uh, my wife and I have been skiing a lot. We, yes, we grew up uh, didn't grow up skiing, but I, I went skiing the first time when I was uh, probably thirteen or fourteen, okay. and then we I skied a lot. Uh, until we had kids, and then we stopped. Well, yeah, it's expensive as heck. It's it well, it's expensive, and also you've got babies. Well, yeah, you know, and you got to wait till they actually. Come yeah, yeah. Like so, uh, so, and then we just never did. Yeah. Until this year, so, uh, so going back, um, first time in a long time for me, and so you're a little anxious about that. How's that going to work out? And then the kids, you know, yeah. how will the kids do? So, uh, somebody told us out there, I don't know who it was, um, that snowboarding. Was easier for kids for kids to yeah. learn. Have you heard that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right, yeah, oh my yeah. son was dying too because we had gone skiing like three times, and he said next time I'm going to do. And they were doing great and lessons and all that stuff. And next I got a snowboard, got a snowboard, and then and then how did it go? I had back. No, we didn't do oh, it. Oh, you did. Okay, no, yeah. no, we didn't. He said it was going to be next, anyways. Yeah. So, uh, so we took the kids and uh, we got all snowboarded up and yeah. uh, and hit the slopes. We had you know about an hour and a half until the lessons. Uh, started, oh, okay. you know, so we had that sure. little break. So I thought, well, let me just go out to the little bunny slope here sure, and, sure, and see try what's this going out, on. see what's going on, you know. And I I don't know why, for whatever reason, maybe my lowered center of gravity now mm-hmm. or whatever it is, <laughs> uh, uh, I got it. You got it. I got it. It, was, it, it, it wasn't easy. But you weren't falling on your rear end no. and breaking your tailbone and breaking your wrist like no. a lot of people do the first no. time they snowboard. I was, I was fine. And no one else in my family mm, couldn't and do it. That was that's miserable. Oh yeah, because you're is like, awful. hey, isn't this fun? And but mm, but then mean. you realize I'm the only one having fun, and everyone else is miserable and unhappy and frustrated. And <sighs> so then we don't did know the... where, where my mind just went. Well... <laughs> 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 I've just I've done a lot of sex therapy with couples oh over the goodness. years. Yes. It's only fun for it's one. It's only of fun you. for one. <laughs> yeah. That's an awkward place. That's let's, very... let's keep going on the yeah, hill. So you're uh, skiing with, ski, with the, the family. Snowboarding, snowboarding. snowboarding yeah, 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 with so, the family. So then the lessons start. Mm-hmm. And um uh, our Eric or whatever his name was, you know. You uh, own him now. You're Eric. Yeah, He's your yeah, Eric. Yeah. The, 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 came home the with you. Instructor. Yes. Um is happy and positive and on crack or something. I don't he's know what. Smiling. Like he is so he is smiling. He's smiling. He is smiling. Yes. And uh 
And he does not realize what he is doing. Mm-hmm. But he is constantly using me as the, the positive example. Positive. You would like him. Yeah. 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 Hey, look how John's doing. Hey, John oh, sure got geez. it. Way to go, John. Yeah. yeah. Not... Now you see how John did this. Uh-huh. Now look at how John does. And my my family is just on a downward spiral. Yeah, that's not good. No. No. So, um, so then at some point in time, um, uh, my oldest daughter was uh, coming down the hill and she had picked up a little too much speed. Mm-hmm. You know, like she had that look in her face like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, Somebody yes. help me. Yes. And as she comes whizzing past me, yes. um, I reach out to keep her from going off the you know, rails there and uh, and I just wrenched my back. Mm-hmm. And it was miserable. Because heaven forbid she fall. On well, her own? Uh, I didn't want her to run into other people, really. I hear you. you know, that's a liability issue. Mm, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, so it, by giving in to that anxiety, yes, I created, created worse. the pain in my lower back. Um, but as a result, uh, something came up. And this is actually what I want to talk about for the, for the next few minutes. All righty. Um, uh, I, I had I was out there just trying to gut it out, you know, because we're still in the lesson, and yes. I paid for this by yeah, golly, absolutely. So, you paid uh, for that, sir. Uh, but um, we're still on on this little bunny slope thing, uh-huh. and I can't get any speed, and uh, what I really need is to go fast enough so that I can use balance and leverage to my advantage. But as it is, when you're going slowly, you have to use muscles, muscles. right? But all of my muscles are done for the mm. day at this point in time because I've just wrenched my back terribly. Wow. Um, and uh, and so I ended up... Uh, yeah, the worst thing when you're skiing is when you're stopped. Yeah. And you've got to start yourself again. You've got to start. And- it takes so much energy, and it's on a, and if it's, there's no slope there and not, and not good snow there, you're working so hard to have fun. And then I also... So, so uh, long story short, I, I, uh, which is too late for that, but yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, I uh, sat out the next day, and the yeah. rest of my family went skiing instead of snowboarding and had a blast. And they liked skiing. This is so much better. Sure. And we should have done this yesterday, all this kind of stuff. But I got to watch skiing. Mm. I just sat in the lodge and watched. And You weren't just sitting in the lodge. I was drinking. You were drinking. And I was watching the game. I was doing some other things, yes. too. I was reading and doing reading fiction. But, yeah, that's um, good. Uh, but watching, uh, you observe some things about skiers. Mm. And one of the things is it's the people who are uh, too careful. That struggle the most. That struggle the most. Sure. And it's the people who go crazy, who allow themselves to just sort of go for it. Right. You know, to, to go a little bit faster than they're comfortable going and they end up doing the the swoosh 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 and the pile of snow goes behind them you know i mean it looks beautiful it looks like a movie it looks like, because skiing is one of those things that you kind of have to go for it well that's interesting cuz you say go for it but the thing that's coming in my in my brain is so much of it though is a releasing it's not a you striving to do it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. like you it's, said, you'd strive less if a, you're going faster. But you know what it takes a lot of times? Mm. Willingness. Yeah, absolutely. It just takes a willingness to let that go. Yeah, it's like an active passivity. It really is, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it is. You have to let yourself, you have to quiet your fears enough 
to just allow that, but you have to instigate the allowing. And this is what yeah. I realized in, right. in the process of all of that. Okay. How much, how many times as a dad, mm. I say, careful. Yeah. Careful, careful, careful. Don't fall down. Don't hurt yourself. Don't spill that drink. Don't spill. Careful, right. careful. And like as a society, we've kind of become this safety first. Oh, stranger danger, man. Well, people were looking at me like I'm crazy because I didn't force my kids to wear a helmet. Mm, gotcha. I asked them if they wanted to wear a helmet. Gotcha. And then I thought, you know what? My kids aren't going down triple black Blacks diamonds right now. My kids are going and... down green and blue. Sure. At the very, 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 most. very, yeah, right, they're right. going down a blue sure, slope and sure. I can see it. Like yeah. it's not like around a corner or anything. It's right. a straight shot. Right. They're not getting a lot of speed. Right. Now, somebody out there is going to send me an email and tell me of all course. the dangers, all of that course. kind of stuff. Sure. But helmets, I don't remember anybody wearing helmets when I learned to ski. Yeah. They are like, that's standard practice now, almost. Oh, there's so many things that we careful, do careful. in the name careful. of safety. Right. Because and, and it's interesting. It's something that I'm actually uh, writing about in the new material about launching, about kind of one of the reasons why Johnny can't launch uh-huh. is because we began to worship things like stranger danger. We've got a friend, um, Tim Elmore, who right, says yeah. uh, his deal is it all started with the uh, Tylenol Thing. Oh my word! Yeah, remember, remember the, the cyanide Tylenol? in the Tylenol? Yeah. That was Recall. like 1982. But even yeah, but I, it's got it started yeah. long before that. With but the Halloween candy and all yeah, of that the, kind of the, stuff. The yeah. razor blade in, in the apple yeah. core, what you're going to bite yeah. into, which never happened no. ever. I, did it? No, it. Look it up on okay. Snoop on Snopes. Snopes. Yeah, yeah, it never happened once. There's no recorded. Yes, right. But urban myth. Yeah, but yeah. it I mean it permeated through. Oh, and yeah, but also yeah, yeah. remember, remember. Uh, John Walsh's son. Oh yeah, disappearing yeah, yeah, yeah. in what was the movie? Adam. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Adam. I mean, I remember that so vividly. The movie was so well made yeah, that it created. It oh my yeah, gosh! This, this you national are, terror. And it and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. You combine that with the invention of the 24-hour news cycle. That is just perpetuating every bad thing that ever happened. It's feeding on your anxiety. That's what it does. Yeah. Right? You know, these three things in your home could kill you tonight. Film at 11. Right? I mean, it's... And or yet, news at 11. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but yeah. uh, one of the uh, more popular movies that's come out mm-hmm. here in the last couple of weeks, I took my daughter to see it, uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Okay. Have you seen it? Did no, seen it? I've read the short story. Oh, I love the short, the short story. story. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. love the short story. I've not seen the movie. And of course, it's a remake of a movie. It was based on a short story by James Thurber. Yes. And uh, my daughter loved it. Oh, really? Okay, cool. And I actually liked yeah, it. Yeah, you liked it? I liked I, it. I see middle, middle of the yeah. road reviews, whatever. I liked it more than I thought I would. Okay. Right? Um, but the whole premise is, here's this guy, Walter Mitty, who lives a very careful life. Right. And he has this incredibly vivid imagination. And in his imagination, he will go into burning buildings and, and rescue, rescue and, dogs. And right. he will, you know, uh, do all of these crazy, outlandish, dangerous things. But in real life, he's too timid to do that. Well, that's just video games now. Exactly. I'm living out all my dangerous adventures. But of course, the movie, like the the theme of the movie is um, 
go for it. Right. What are you waiting for? Why do you have all that money in savings? Yes. Um, why not take some of it and go Live. on an adventure? Live, do something exciting. Right. And one of the recurring themes in the the new movie is um, he's trying to sign up for this uh, online dating site, mm-hmm. and and his profile isn't filled out. He has a technical problem. He calls technical support, and the guy on the other end of the line says, "Well, you haven't filled out anything, uh, like places you've been, yeah, and, all yeah. that. and and he says, I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything. Yeah, I haven't been anywhere. Yeah, and that's I, I think there's a reason why that movie gets made remade now. It, it's interesting. Well, because we're getting safer and safer, and and again, more research doing for this book on on launching and why it's so difficult is is more and more young people are becoming less and less mobile, which is fascinating because mobile is one of the buzzwords. Mobile technology. Right. Everything is about, but the more... You want to be able to take it with you. But the more virtually mobile we get, the less physically mobile we get, which is fascinating. They're not... uh, Kids are more afraid to move from their parents' homes. Well, because their parents haven't wanted them to leave their homes. And their parents have told them, don't go out there in the wide world. It's dangerous. Great article. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Exactly. Fascinating article I just read in Wired Magazine, this month's Wired Magazine, talking about how people are bemoaning that kids don't, they're not learning social skills. Yeah, I saw this article. Yeah, Yeah. because they're always on their phones, right? Well, they said, well, look, the reason why they're always on their phones is because you don't want them going out and congregating, Meeting meeting them. Yeah. You want them home safe and sound. So you and don't so want them. Online, people can't physically hurt me. Right. Now we're learning that they began virtually. Yeah. In horrible ways. But the stranger danger stuff has led us to this idea that if I can see them, then they're safe. Now I'm not talking about reckless stupidity. Of course not. But come on. Get out there. Ride you know, ride a bike without a helmet for once. Yeah. Try that. Now, again, somebody's going to send me an article sure. about something. You know, okay, I get that. Sure. But I think, I wrote this down. We are celebrating longer life than ever before. Yes. And we're holding that up as if that is the ultimate goal. Yes. But at the same time, we are lamenting the loss of a larger life. Mm. We are pursuing mm. longer life at the expense of, of a, a larger, larger life. Life and the people who we mm. celebrate throughout history are those people who lived large. Interesting. That's why uh, Dr. Brene Brown. Are you familiar with her uh-huh. stuff? And she has a book called "Daring Greatly." That's yeah. to- tearing up. I've not read it. Well, and uh, those two brothers who wrote the the, the uh, Heath. Do do hard things. Oh, oh, those young kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Heath brothers. Um, I can't remember those. Yes, but do be go. Yeah. Right? That's why I I, um, I marvel at my daughter so passionately campaigning to get to go to China. I want to go across the world without you. Yeah. Right? To, to be at an orphanage, right, in dealing with handicapped kids that are abandoned in And I, and I don't want you to come no, with me. I want to do it. Yeah. And she did it. And she wants to do it again. My daughter yeah. last summer went to Guatemala. Mm. Uh, and uh, they they went to a, a section in Guatemala where there's a travel advisory. They tell okay. you not to go, right? Wow. And uh, there is a guy there uh, who's from there, and he started kind of a, 
a girls and boys club, boys and girls club, whatever you call yeah. it, like a YMCA kind of a sure. place, you know, f- where kids can come. And it is like drug dealer mm. central. Wow. But all those drug dealers... Respect the heck out of that place. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and they their kids go right. there, you know? Right. And so there, there may be this giant black SUV parked right outside the gate. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But um, inside, uh, kids are laughing and playing and having fun. And outside, you can't go anywhere because they're guys with machine guns and it's bad. Wow. Right? So uh, they started this little boys and girls club place. And then it grew into, they started doing, they they uh, uh, were feeding so many of them, they realized, you know what, if we built a kitchen, and we could, we wouldn't have to buy food from outside, and we could feed these kids. And then they, they built the kitchen, and then they realized, you know what, we could give people cooking lessons. Mm. We kind of teach them sure. how to, you know, so baking, le- they've got a bakery now, and a, a wow. kitchen, and um, they got a guy who was a, a an executive chef who came from that part of Guatemala who's wow. now come back yeah. and is teaching in in that uh, school and uh, and they've now started like a, a beautician yeah you know, training part, you know, training, training for jobs sure job skills and things yeah. like that so my daughter went last year with a group of people and learned how to bake bread cool and it's all she did the whole time she was there for a week she just made bread wow for these kids. And we, she and I yesterday were talking, and I said, what are you looking forward to doing in 2014? And first thing she said, I want to go back to Guatemala. Going back, yeah. And I didn't go with her. She you know, she went with a group, and they were sure. organized and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're not encouraging being stupid. Of course not. Right? It's the, the free-range kids movement has been interesting, <laughs> right? And it started with this yeah. one woman who let her, you know, nine-year-old or 12-year-old or whatever, yeah. you know, go across New York through the public transit system, you know, and people are all in an uproar or whatever. Uh, you, uh, There's extremes everywhere. Of course. Right? But... This whole risk avoidance... Yeah. ...leads you to this small Walter Mitty kind of life. Yeah. And you may live a long time, but then, you well, know, sort live of... live is a... Is yeah. A, Thoreau, right. you know, the vast majority of men will get to the end of their lives and wonder, did I really live? Right. So for 2014, what do you want to do besides smile? Mm. Mm. I, well, now you put me on the spot. <laughs> what I want to do is go through the risk again of launching new material. Yeah. There, where you invest a lot of money and time creating something that may not sell, that may not be well received, that may not be well reviewed, and may not be helpful. Mm. That's what I want to do because it's when I'm creating that stuff, uh, where it's writing, it's speaking, it's crafting, it's filming. Like when I'm creating that stuff, is when I feel most useful, mm. and that in turn makes me feel most alive. There was a a commercial that got so overplayed mm. over the Christmas holidays for some Windows product. And the song that they kept playing in the background, uh, the refrain of it was, honestly, I want to see you be brave. Oh, yeah, the, the right? Sarah uh, yeah. Barella song, yeah. And uh, gosh, I got so tired of hearing oh, that song, me. just that little oh, phrase of it, right? Yes, I agree. And, and it annoying. became kind of a joke in our house mm-hmm. where I would say to the girls, and you know, I would say to one of my daughters, Eliza, Honestly, I want to see you be brave. Yeah, right. Right. And uh, so we were skiing, 
And uh, and Eliza said to me, "Yeah, Daddy, honestly, I want to see you be brave." Mm-hmm. And I said, "All right, let's go." And we got our snowboards and cool. we went out to the mountain. And I was like, "This is what being brave is." Mm. I don't know what in the world I'm doing. I don't even know how to put this thing on my feet, but I'm going to look around. I'm going to watch other people until I figure it out. I'm going to ask people if I can't figure it out from looking at them. Well, you remember, uh, you realize you confronted the thing that people fear most with that, and that people don't fear falling most. <laughs> what do they? They fear looking stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, the biggest fear you confronted right there. Yeah, I'm yeah. willing to look stupid and ask for help. And ask for help, and we'll, we'll figure this out. Yeah. And we might get hurt, and, but we won't get hurt that badly. Man, we're only going like three miles an hour here. Right. You know how how badly hurt can you get he, right right here on the little bunny slope on the green thing? You mm-hmm. know, we'll probably get hurt falling off the lift at the end of this thing. But we're we're gonna have fun. We'll find a way to be brave, and being brave is fun. Mm. So at, at the end of the day, I was talking to her, and of course I was you know I was in terrible pain. Yes, <laughs> you know, um, but I said to her. Uh, did you have fun? And she said, I had more fun skiing than I did snowboarding. Right, sure. And and we talked about how, you know, uh, it's usually fun to do things you're really good at. To do it well, yeah. And it, it, of all of my kids, Eliza really got skiing quickly. Cool. And she mastered it. Like, she mastered that hill. Cool. And so to talk to her about what that feeling of getting out there the first time and not knowing what in the world you were doing, yeah. and just kind of figuring it out, and then by the end of the day, feeling like, if I wanted to, I could get on that mm-hmm. chairlift, and I could go up to the top of that thing, and I could get back down, and I would have fun. Mm. And that sense of mastery, that yeah. sense of accomplishment, that comes, that only comes when you are willing to take that risk. Right. Well, it's, I've probably talked, I'll talk about it a lot, but there's a great book, Why Children Succeed, that's mm. out now, and it's grit. Mm. Persistence. Yeah. Struggle. That's how, that's why they succeed. Right? But when everything is easy. It's, you know what, this is a theme, and it's again, working on this new material, but it's a theme that what I'm seeing more and more is what we want most seems to be is to make our kids' lives Easier and easier so that they will thank us for it. <laughs> and then we will feel meaningful. That's what it seems to be the theme, is what I want most from my kids is not for them to struggle and make it on their own, because that will mean something about me, that I'm not as necessary. What I want most from them is to be grateful for all that I've done for them. Mm. And then I'm Totally yeah. shocked when I give <laughs> and I provide and I make it easier and I smooth the path for them and they are far, far from grateful. They are resentful. They are angry. They are upset. They are the normal American teenager. <laughs> and we act as if there's not a cause and effect Exactly. Yet. We make it easy yeah. and they resent us for it. Yeah. When we want them to thank us for it. Yeah. And then we get angry at them as if they're the ones who created the problem in the first place. Like my daughter says, do I have to drive the beast? I don't know if we've mentioned it in here. Yeah, we've mentioned the beast a couple of times. 209,000 miles on on a 1996 minivan that's older than she is. Yeah. Right? And do I have to drive this? Can I drive one of you guys' cars? Because you have the nice cars. Mm, uh, No. You may not. You can choose not to drive, though. Mm Mm-hmm. 
this car that you didn't pay for, this per- car that <laughs> has a perfectly functioning engine yep. and heater. A heater that works. Yes, and it's totally safe and and it's got airbags and everything and it will and it absolutely get you from place to place without you having to pay a dime. You're you're welcome to do that. Yes, you are welcome to do that. But I have to do it without any hint of anger at her, mm-hmm. struggling with that. Yeah. I just have to be very, very matter of fact. And also recognize when I drove that thing as my car for about five years, I was embarrassed by it too. Mm-hmm. Right? Good for me though. One of my daughters was terribly frustrated after the snowboarding fiasco. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reminded of the first time I went skiing mm. when I was 13. Yeah. And uh, I was terrible. Right. Like I, and I took the lessons and everything, and I tried to do... It's just what? so counterintuitive, yeah, man. I, I would it hear is. what they were saying and really, really try hard to do yeah, it. You and, need to learn it at four, not 14. And then know? just... Because you're in a gawky, yeah, awkward, yeah, you know, it's all an that awkward kind of phase, stuff. yeah. And I told her, I left there thinking, well, I will never do that again. Mm. But then uh, a group like in my church decided yeah, to go, yeah. and I, I was scared yeah. that I was going to be embarrassed, that I was going to be the worst one there. Right. But I decided I have to go because all my friends are going, and so we went, and... I said, I was not the best one there, but I was not the worst one there. Mm-hmm. And we had some very kind adults who went as chaperones, yeah. and uh, they made sure that everybody had fun. Right. And uh, and then the third time I went, I thought, I could be in the Olympics. Hmm. <laughs> you were doing jumps. <laughs> but that's, that's kind Moguls of the progression. On a double yeah. Everybody feels like that at some point in time. Right. I'm too fat. I've failed with my finances. My marriage isn't what I want it to be. My kids are, my relationship with my kids is not where I hoped it would be. I don't read yeah. enough. I don't, we all feel like, well, that was a failure. Yeah. The question then is like, what do you do with that? Do you let that keep you from taking another risk, taking another chance, taking another shot? Usually people do. I think that's a tragedy. Mm. Yeah, it is. That's why we need hope. So where do we get the hope? We smile. (laughs) It is hard to smile and not feel better. Yeah. It's interesting. It's cute or whatever, but it's interesting. Simple. Yeah, it is simple. And usually the greatest answers are. But smile conveys... I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for the chance that I have. I'm grateful for this moment. Well, thanks for listening to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things scream-free. Two guys learning how to calm down so that we can grow up and get closer to the people who matter most. We'll talk to you more next week. Yep.